Hello, everybody. This is Wayne Highlander. I'm National Sales Manager of Bone Adhesives. I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. And uh, today we are, uh, have a, a special guest on the show. We're going to talk about uh, one of the newest trends in the industry. And our guest is uh, Brett Miller for the National Wood Flooring Association. Good morning, Brett. Morning. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the introduction. I'm not sure it's a good time to have you on, uh, Brett. I am. Um, <laughs> Full disclosure, uh, Rob and I had a little bit of a falling out, and you're the first guest since uh, that happened. So oh. I don't, I don't think it'll affect the show, but we'll, we'll see. Oh, good, good. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. I think I was listening to an episode, uh, ten or fifteen episodes that you guys did ago or so, and you had a guest on, and I think the comment that that you had made, Wayne, was, and I quote. You were the bottom of the barrel and we're scraping <laughs> at the bottom to get anybody else on here. And then I think you followed that up with it was between you and scraping corners. So I'm glad yeah. that you're on, you know, 10 or 15 episodes later. It's, it's still being a part of that bottom of the barrel. Well, hey, we never expected we could get a guy like you. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, I said, Rob, shoot your, your sights a little higher, man. What the heck? We'll see if we can get him. So thanks for making the time, Brett. I know I know you're busy, man. I, I, I didn't know that uh, we had a falling out. What what happened? N nobody clued me uh, in on this. You know, the anger thing on your side is, you know, a little, it got to be a, to a boiling point, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so, uh, so, it's not yeah. that, you know, you're sending my wife flowers and candy and, you know, cards and stuff like that. That's, that, that's not, that's not what weird. triggered this. Look, just no. leave her alone. Yeah, just back off a little bit. All right, give me a shot. You know, we know that anger is a normal, healthy emotion, but you need to use your appropriate management schools, tools. Um, I don't think I'm the one who dropped the F-bomb on the show. I think that was you. It was cut out. It's that red hair. All man. right. It's that red hair. <laughs> that could be that. That's the curse. I mean, really, life. that's the oh, basis uh, of all no. your anger. You know that. Speaking of which, okay, change. I got to say this real quick. <laughs> I, uh, uh, not too many, uh, redheaded performers out there. I just got see, finishing, uh, Tyler Childress in, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, man, if you don't know him, uh, guy's super talented, a redheaded dude. But, uh, uh, while I was there, I was in line to go to the bathroom. Right. And, uh, I talked to this kid. I mean, he just, he just started up a conversation. The kid was about 25 years old. And uh, not in the flooring business. I don't know what he does for a living, but uh, he he asked me where I was from, and he told he he's from No Name Tennessee. That's or is it No Name Kentucky? That's the name of the the town he lives in, No Name. And uh, anyhow, I'm talking to him, and uh, he goes, "Man, this is cool, man. A concert like this, you know, people from all over the country." He goes, "Look, you're an old man. I'm a young man." And he just blew past the "you're you're an old man" like it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 he, was, he was just stating a fact nothing to get excited about did you hear you that know, neil like, young song old man uh, look at my life i'm a lot like you were Is, was that going in your head no you're an old man you're an old man i'm a young guy your life is over going, mine's just starting going through, my, <laughs> going through my head was punching him but <laughs> he didn't even know what he he didn't even know what he – to him, it was like he was just stating a fact. And, and did you, know? you hear that? Yeah. I've got anger problems. <laughs> I, I'm, the, right. I'm the one with anger issues, he says. Yeah, that's okay. 
Uh, there's five stages of anger. Uh, we'll get into that later. But anyhow, um, <laughs> so the kid. So, so what the kid say? Old no, man. No, he it just. Uh, no, he just talked about from guys being a different parts of the country coming together to see a guy like this and everything. And like I said, the guy didn't have, he, he, it wasn't, uh, you know, he, he was just stating a fact. He wasn't, you know, <laughs> he was a nice guy. I liked him. <laughs> You're an old guy. I'm a young guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we can still listen to the same music. Yes. Exactly. So your life is over. Um, Mine's just beginning. You're, you're almost pretty- dead. I'm alive. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. We're going to talk about one of the newest trends in the industry, uh, which is the um, LVT type products that are out there and uh, some of the claims about the products. And uh, we're seeing a lot more coming into this industry. And uh, Rob, I know you, uh, you were just down in, I think both uh, Brett, you were also down in Domatex, right? That's right. Atlanta. Yeah. 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 So what, what do you, you know, I mean, um, the, a lot of these floors are plastic floors, and um, there's some uh, concerns around these floors, and uh, I thought maybe it's a good time to talk about them. Um, you know, I was at uh, Surfaces the week before, and I was at Domatex last week, and yeah, I think going on, what, two years, maybe three years now, we've seen quite a few of these plastic floors being promoted out there. Um, and just for clarification, I think, you know, you go to Europe, you go to a lot of the other parts of the world, they don't use all of the LVT, LVP, WPC. It's just one one phrase for this category, and it's plastic floors. And I think it, it speaks more true to the, the product line itself. Whether it's accurate or not is another story. But I will say that we saw a huge, yeah, huge wave of this stuff coming through. I mean, it's just about at every booth at both of those trade shows. Um, this year, for the first time, I saw a lot of the plastic floors that were promoted also have a sign below them saying we have real wood floors also. And you go through and you try to find something that's real. And some of them did, they had actually engineered wood floors flooring in there. But um, now the plastic floors, I think my opinion is the trend has come in strong. It's going to leave pretty strong. And I don't imagine it's going to be uh, around for much longer. And I only say that because um really not a sustainable product in terms of how it performs in a home, how it is usable. It's, it's a disposable floor covering and when people start realizing that they're spending a boatload of money on a disposable floor that might last them a couple of years. They realize it was a bad investment um, when they could have gone with the real thing all along. Well, you touched on something that's so important now, sustainability. I mean, you know, um, the we've uh, we have this world that we live in that uh you know we want it to be around for the kids and the grandkids and what have you and and, and uh sustainability is such an important part of uh you know with, with bonus our csr i mean our our company's social responsibility is always look towards sustainability first um it, it influences and affects products that we make and sell and um I just, it's a concern when these throwaway products, I mean, you know, we're banning plastic straws for, for goodness sakes and putting in billions of square feet of plastic floor. That's, that's a throwaway. Uh, I just, it's, uh, it's, it's alarming to me. Uh, this product too is just completely being oversold. The, uh, everybody that talks about this stuff, it's, it's waterproof. It doesn't scratch. It doesn't dent. 
all that is not true. It, it does. It reminds me of when the the laminates hit. I can't probably can't mention company names or whatever, but you know the cheap laminates that were sold in the box stores, and now everybody was saying, "Oh, they're you know scratch proof and this, that, the other thing," and and none of this is is really true with this stuff. This stuff does have issues, and too many people are selling it as there is absolutely no issues with this floor. Think about those t- these types of plastic floors. And when they go to the landfill, what they're going to look like in 20. Think about the, the floors you were just talking about that are in the dump, what they look like today. They're likely, they haven't started degrading. They haven't started getting, you know, coming back to the earth like real wood does. They're, they're still plastic. They don't, they don't come back around. Um, you're right with plastic straws and plastic bags and plastic bottles. That's the big the big push environmentally. Unfortunately, we're battling um, the misconception of what we grew up with, um, wh- where forests were being clear cut, and there was, you know, back in the '80s when when there was people chaining themselves to trees, and there was all kinds of concern about how bad it was to cut a tree. Well, in North America specifically, uh, specifically in the United States and into Canada. Um, sustainable forest management is is the name of the game. We have more trees today than we had 50 years ago or 60 years ago. Um, trees are growing healthy. We can't take trees out fast enough. Um, and what I mean by that is if you go around anywhere in the east and take a look at these hardwood forests, the majority of the forests that are out there are privately owned. And if you walk through some of these forests, they're they're mismanaged, meaning there's more dead trees that are creating fire hazards and 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 then 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 is healthy for that forest a healthy forest is one where you can remove the tree uh, remove the timber that's ready to be harvested and let the new timber grow um, you go to the west where there's fires just with the ridiculous and born and raised in Colorado the forest fires every summer is is a, a, a legitimate fear and those fires aren't happening because we're harvesting forests appropriately they're happening because we're not harvesting the wood quick enough we're not able to take out the the pine beetle kill we're not able to take advantage of the the material that's there properly and it's it's uh it is a legitimate concern um clear cutting a forest still does happen illegally in other parts of the world fortunately in in the united states we've done a a pretty dang good job of monitoring the product that comes in to make sure that it was it was properly harvested. Um, but I think that's what we battle is that that preconception that it's a bad thing to cut down a tree. You know, you're, I talked to a, a, one of the manufacturers of a, one of the biggest uh, flooring manufacturer in America, and uh, he talked about, you know, he, how well we take care of our forests in this country and that for every tree that's taken out, there are many more trees put put back. And as you said, I heard that there's more trees in America now than when Christopher Columbus right. discovered America. I mean, uh, um, we do a fantastic job with that. And, and um, you know, um, it's also the wood floor, the wood flooring industry isn't competing and in, in lumber industry isn't competing against what it was in the past. A lot of things that were made out of wood in the past are no longer made out of wood. So that's, that's, you know, taking less of the trees out of our forest. So, 
the the, the flooring industry is 100% sustainable. I mean, again, the 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 job we do with our floors is incredible, really, in this country. Every so. every hardwood floor guy and should have this article. I I keep this article on my phone. And it was an article written in August of 2017, Hardwood Floor Magazine. And it's called From Forest to Floor, A Truly Sustainable Choice. And that goes right into what Brett was just saying about, and and this is something that I didn't realize until I read this article, is trees need to be harvested just like any crop. And if they're not harvested, like you were just saying, Brett, they they die and, and that's when you run into issues with forest fires and all sorts of stuff. That article is one of the best articles. Like I said, I, I keep that on my phone. I show everybody. I give that to other people. When you do hear the people that want to chain themselves to a tree saying, oh, my God, you can't cut down a tree. Well, no, you're absolutely wrong. We have to cut some of these trees down because they do need to be harvested just that's like right. a crop does. And that's what gives it the sustainability. Exactly. We're actually in the process um, working in collaboration with um, um, – HPVA, the, the Engineered Floor or Engineered Wood Association, um, working with U.S. Forest Products Lab in developing an environmental product declaration, an EPD, which tells the story from a scientific analysis of the green story or the life cycle of that tree from cradle to grave. So from the time it's a seedling to the time it goes to the dump. And one of the things that that this is going to do for the industry when we have this EPD in place is give us that science behind it. We've already got the science, but this is validated through a U.S. government agency, USDA, validating the green story of, of both solid and engineered wood flooring. And we know there's going to be a difference between the two, but we also know there's a green story behind both of them. Well, so let's talk about some of the biggest concerns are uh, with the LVT and LVT type products. Rob, I, I know that uh, you just was at uh, a seminar. I mean, what I, I know mold is a is sometimes a concern. Well, I went to uh, a seminar at Domatex, and it was an unbelievable, eye opening experience. The speaker was incredible, but he was he's an inspector, and he doesn't do residential inspections. He does big time inspections, you know, huge, huge spaces, thousands and thousands of feet when there's failure. So, and he had a, a great slide presentation and on top of his regular presentation, I asked him, I said, what are your three major concerns with this? Because I noticed a lot of what he was talking about in his inspections was the LVT, LVP, the plastic floors. And I would say, 70% of his time was spent just talking about the issues with those floors. So I said to him, you know, and I'm not a guy who asks questions at these seminars either. I hate that. People are, you know, oh, a question. But this guy was, it was pretty intriguing. So I had to ask a couple of questions. And the one that I asked him was, what are your three major concerns with this stuff? And he gave me 50. So I kept telling him, okay, just, just give me three. I'm, I'm a simple man. I can handle three bullets. Uh, one, his main one was mold and moisture, moisture and mold, mold due to moisture. 
Make up your mind. I don't know. I'm going to try that again. Mold and moisture. Is it mold and moisture or moisture? I think it's moisture then mold. That's what we're going to go with. All right. You are simple. Simple. Man. Very Continue. simple. <laughs> well, what he was saying is how this stuff doesn't breathe. It does not breathe. So any moisture that gets trapped, the slightest bit, uh, becomes encapsulated. And once it's encapsulated, that leads to all sorts of uh, mold no, Rob, issues. if I could jump in on that topic, that is one of the most important topics related to these types of floors. It's why our industry has always been cognizant of using the right type of vapor retarder below the wood floor. Wood is Wood breathes. Um, you put finish on top of it and it becomes a little less permeable. But um, the same reason you don't normally lay down plastic over an unconditioned crawl space is the same reason why you wouldn't put a plastic floor over that same situation. It's an impermeable product. So mold and uh, and also you know, a lot of these floors are uh, are touted as waterproof. And, you know, you know, interestingly enough, there is no definition of waterproof in the flooring industry. Um, and, and I always think to myself, well, is it waterproof from the top down or from the bottom up? So if you have a floor, to your point, uh, Brett, that that is uh, does not allow moisture to pass through sitting on a wood subfloor and you have moisture coming from underneath, it's kind of a recipe for mold, isn't it? Mold growth can start at as little as 15% moisture content. And in some parts of the country, um, that's normal in the summertime. And if you trap that moisture, that can be a perfect breeding ground for mold, for mold spores to start growing. I saw a picture not long ago of mushrooms growing up between some plastic planks of plastic flooring. Um, it's not the, the, the flooring's not the cause of that issue. The flooring is um, not allowing the moisture to pass through. With wood floors, when that type of moisture is present, you know, we'll see cupping or we'll see issues with the wood floor showing off what's happening below. With those types of floors, you don't see anything. And that's the scary part. Um, you get that subfloor that starts to grow mold or, or worst case, you start getting rot within the wood itself, that subfloor itself. Um, next thing you know, you've got a, a, a hole in the floor. So uh, mold, what else, Rob? What, what was the other uh, uh, um, points? One of his big ones was plasticizer vapor leach. And I said, oh, I need to hear that one again. I'm going to plasticizer leach. That's the scariest <laughs> damn thing I ever heard of in my life. <clears throat> And it actually is, you know, vapors leaching from the cheap plastics that are used in some of these products. And which brings you to another key point to this stuff is nobody really knows a lot about this because it's not made here. You know, a lot of this stuff comes from China and it was like, you know, the bamboo that was coming in there where all of a sudden it was loaded with formaldehyde. Nobody really knew it. And that's one of the things that really scared him about this stuff was he said he would be pulling, pulling some of this stuff up during some of his, his inspections and everything. And he goes, the, the vapor on stuff that had been down for a year or two, the vapor that he was getting hit with in the face, he said was frightening. Well, I mean, a lot of the raw materials and this stuff is dangerous and, and, and unregulated. We don't know what's in a lot of these products, right? Uh, how about the dimensional stability, huh. the shrinkage? Note. 
it shrinks. He cracked yeah. me up when he said that one. He goes, people say that it doesn't shrink. He goes, hell, he's showing picture after picture. This stuff shrinks. He said, it's not waterproof. Yeah. You know, when you were saying that some people think it's waterproof, it's kind of like that cheap laminates that were sold back in the 90s where everybody's like, oh, it's, it's scratch proof. Well, I remember one guy was telling me how scratch proof it was. And to show me, he took a key and started scraping across the thing, and, and it scratched like hell. So he's like, wow, this must be an edge on this key or something. I just uh, couldn't <laughs> believe what the guy had done. But there's a huge difference between waterproof and water resistance. Scratch proof, scratch resistant, you know. So you can put, you know, anything is water resistant, but waterproof is is something that's totally different. And that's another part of this stuff being constantly oversold by the people who are, are pushing this stuff. Well, and then you, when you have uh, the product shrinking, then you got to be concerned about the tongues, right? Gapping. Some of the pictures he was showing uh, the gapping of this stuff. And when this stuff gaps, you want to talk about an ugly looking floor. When you start getting gaps on this, because the gaps, unlike seasonal gaps that we deal with, they never go away. They're there. They stay there. And they never go. There's no recoating and filling that floor either. My mother-in-law moved to uh, <clears throat> moved to a um, I don't know, you know, uh, probably one of those communities that you're heading to, Wayne. You, you know what I mean? The over <laughs> sixty communities. The, yeah, I'm yeah, old man now. Yeah. So she moved yeah. to one of those communities, you know, she's got a nice old townhouse and she was telling me, Oh, wait, you see, it's got hardwood floors. Well, I, you know, I walked in, I was like, Oh no, this is uh this isn't hardwood. She goes, Oh, it looks just like hardwood. I go, yeah, but it's, you know, it's not hardwood. It's like Brett would say, it's plastic. So my daughter, every once in a while, well, every week she goes over and cleans up her grandmother's house. You know, she's getting on in age. She said to me, Dad, I can't clean this floor. So I said, oh, that's impossible. Of course he can clean it. He, literally, you can't clean the floor. The, the floor gets a little bit scratched up, gets a little bit beat, and that's it. There's no bringing any of this back. There's nothing you can do to this floor. So when they talk about wear layers and everything, that it doesn't really matter because the scratch is still there. And those scratches fill with dirt and grime and it's, it's misery. My daughter's going through hell trying to get this floor clean and there's really nothing that she can do to get it clean. And that's, that's where your value in your hardwood floor uh, takes off. I mean, how, how many times have you sanded a floor that was over a hundred years old? How many? I'm thinking of floors that were 200 years old, man. We got some yeah, old stuff yeah, around yeah. here. I uh, we did a floor in the uh, in Berkeley, California, in the in the hills, and um, they had the original plans of the house and all the receipts in the in the uh, in the closet. And I was talking to the lady, and and this was a quarter sawn white oak quarter sawn floor that was uh, I don't know, maybe about two thousand square feet or so. But the receipt for the wood back in that time wow. was three hundred some odd dollars for all the wood. <laughs> but we. And we sanded that floor and it was, I mean, stunning. I mean, you know, the, the just age, wood ages so well. And, it, 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 you know, it's good for another how many years after we've done it. You know what I mean? 
So uh, the cost difference and your 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 uh, your value get back in your home with a real hardwood floor uh, is night and day. Well, that's the thing, and that's what I think the sad part is. You walk into any big box store, you go anywhere, and you see the salespeople in the flooring department talking to a customer, a homeowner that doesn't know the difference. All they're selling on is how waterproof it is. You know, this one's a 30-year waterproof warranty, and this one's a lifetime. And I was actually talking to a lady at one of the shows recently who said, man, I wish I would have talked to you earlier because I was just at a big box store, and I had purchased some wood flooring. I had some beautiful engineered wood flooring I was getting ready to put into my house and I had it purchased and it was actually already shipping to my house. But then I started talking to a sales guy and the sales guy, quote unquote, upsold me to this plastic floor because he said it has a better warranty and it looks a lot nicer and it'll last a lot longer. So she said she spent more than $2 a square foot more for a plastic floor than her real wood floor. And she ended up donating her real wood floor to her mother-in-law or something like that to put in her basement. Um, but it, it's sickening to think that somebody just did that. They spent more money. And to your point, Wayne, I mean, it's, it's proven that wood floors add value to homes. I mean, that's, that's not coming from our mouth. That's coming from the real estate industry's mouth, that wood floors will add value to a home. There is no plastic floor. It doesn't matter how much you spend on it that's going to add value to a home. Yeah, no question. Another issue that he talked a lot about was the click system breakage, the tongues breaking. If your subfloor isn't completely perfect, and this is another, this is another thing is being oversold. It's like, oh, you you don't have to level subfloors anymore. You just it, it it conforms to everything. Don't worry about it. Well. That's one of the major issues that he runs into during his inspections are people are not leveling subfloors enough. And that flex and those locking systems are really weak. But here's the one thing that I will say, and this is something that's probably a good thing for our industry. Um, you say that, that people aren't leveling their subfloors enough. And most of the times, like that lady I was talking to, she was planning on installing this floor herself. And a lot of these floors are being sold do-it-yourselfers who don't know anything about leveling a subfloor or moisture or anything like that. So where I do think the positive of plastic floors has impacted our industry is that it's helped take out some of that bottom of the barrel uh, wood flooring in our industry that is that was down there and it was marketed to the do-it-yourselfer, you know, whether it's a click together or whether it's a, whatever the floor itself was. We're hoping that the do-it-yourself market starts dissipating from our industry because that's what gives our our product that we deal with such a bad reputation. Because whether it's wood or plastic, that click system tears apart. That's the flooring's issue. It's not the subfloor. It's not anything else. If the subfloor rots, that's the flooring's issue. That's not you know the subfloor. It's not moisture. It's anything else, and that's what gives the industries a bad black eye. So the fortunate thing is. We are, you know, our industry is a premium product. And I think it gives us the ability at this point to, to, to stand behind and bring, you know, to the top of the stage, the fact that our product is premium and you will pay more for it, but it adds value to the home. Your return on investment is much greater. It's going to last for hundreds of years, you know, 200 plus years if maintained properly. And it's not going to, 
delaminate like you know like you're talking about I love how you call it plastic floors because they have such a catchy, beautiful name for it. You know, luxury final plank. It's almost like Ambassador Highlander. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's it. From now on in the schools, if somebody starts talking about this, I'm going to just say, oh, the plastic floors. I like that. Because that's really that's yep. really what they are. The some of the challenges that these floors are too. Now that you talked about the uh, the tongues, but a lot of these are are glued down, and uh, it's become a challenge on the adhesive side as well. Because again, you don't know what's in a lot of these products and how they're going to react, and uh, especially with the dim- dimensional you know instability of a lot of these products. Well, that was one of the pictures that blew me away. Was when he showed the picture of a glued down LVP, or I'm sorry. He showed the picture of a glue-down plastic floor that had all sorts of this plasticizer leach. And what it did to the adhesive underneath, it just, it, it turned it into dust almost. I mean, it, it just completely had a chemical reaction with the adhesive. And he said that was the other thing is nobody really knows what adhesive to use because of the different backings, the different cores. Uh, he said that it's just all over the board. I think that's one of the biggest issues with this flooring category is the lack of knowledge, the lack of understanding about the product itself. And there is such a diverse uh, wide range of product that's out there. There's really nobody that's taken the the bull by the horns and come up with um, installation methods other than, you know, other than manufacturer guidance. Um, There is no trade association writing install guidelines on this stuff. And, if it is, it's very vague. There's not a whole lot to it, but it's that understanding of what the product is, what its limitations are and features. And, you know, when you've got a product without a whole lot of information behind it, it becomes, you know, the wild west and everybody can just run with it, make all of these claims and then deal with the mess afterwards. And I think that's where we are as a flooring industry and dealing with it. Um, and that's, yeah, that's why, you know, and to your point with that, that, uh, educational piece that you sat through at Domatex, a lot of the inspectors who inspect all of the flooring categories, this has become their target. And it has, you know, it's taken a lot of their time and, and energy to, to focus on failures and without a resource to go back on to determine what could have caused it. It's, it's creating a whole world of question and theory and all kinds of issues out there. Some of the other things that he was saying, some of the other issues that they're having with this, uh, it's very temperature and sunlight sensitive. Cupping, crowning, shrinking, curling edges, end lift, scratching and denning, delamination, sheen and texture variations from one box to the next. Uh, The environment and age susceptibility. What that was was yeah, once this stuff starts to look crappy, there's nothing you can do about it, and it will start to look crappy. Uh, the guy just went on and on and on, and uh, just like you're to your point there, Brett, there is a lot of issues coming with this stuff. We're starting to hear about it all the time, and there's really nothing you can do except throw, rip it out and throw it away. And that's the one of the thing. One of the one of the funny sales pitches that I've heard is, you know what? When when you move, you can just take your floor with you. <laughs> so, who who after they install a floor is going to think about that 
and and take it with you. I mean, you know, you're making cuts around door jams. You're not going to keep much of that floor unless you're going to put it in a, a laundry room or something. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Well, and how's that conversation going to go with the new homeowners <laughs> exactly. of the house? <laughs> well, they'll put we're in taking real everything. Ones. We're taking the we'll subfloor. <laughs> we're taking the sheetrock. Yeah. yeah, this is ours. Well, that's the thing. They'll put in real wood so they can add value to that hose to get the most out of it. Take their plastic with them. Yeah. So, so I I think one of the overriding concerns is um is the uh, the liability out there and where this is going and with you know mold is a fifty dollar buzzword with the insurance industry man and and uh, some of these the plastic leaching out through these these floors and and it just is a, a little bit of a scary animal to me. And it, it's fun, it's odd because it comes right at the time where hardwood floors have never been easier to, to take care of and live with in the history of the hardwood floor industry. I mean, with with some of these engineered floors and even the technology with the that, that the lumber mills know about uh, the solid floors and how to acclimate them and all this stuff and and um, hardwood floors are timeless. I mean, we almost have a romantic relationship with hardwood floors in this country. Um, the beauty that they add, uh, how soft and warm that that warmth that they add to 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 floors. At heck, now they're starting to go up walls. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, a lot of times this product is a race to the bottom because everybody and their brother seems to be making these products now, and they get it's cheaper and cheaper. And there's there's little upsell with these products, and uh, I just uh, you know I I. Uh, it's concerning because because to me it's uh there's so much misinformation and I think a lot of retailers sell it because they don't understand hardwood floors maybe as much and they, this just something is that they can just you know they don't have to talk about you know acclimation or these other other type of things they just you know it seems like a I don't know just the newest darling of the industry right now that uh, may not yeah, be around for long I can't imagine it's going to have a long life. Um... I mean, a lot of distributors, a lot of contractors, a lot of people have jumped into the game just because that's where the market demand is right now. And you can't blame anybody for doing that. But, um, you know, to your point, there's a, there's a potential risk out there with just jumping into a game without a rule book involved. You know, about um, about 20 years ago, there was a huge distributor um, all over the Northeast. I don't think I should mention the name. Anyways they started to bring in a lot of the bamboo floors and they had a couple of issues one day on, on a few jobs. So they asked me to come look at it. And when I got there, I mean, the, the, it was all pre-finished bamboo and the finish on a brand new house or nobody living in there was, you could literally just start, you know, peeling it right off of the floor. So I went back to the guy and showed him some of the stuff. I even took a couple of sample boards back to his office and said, look, man, this stuff just, you know, this comes right off. I said, just, you just go back to the manufacturer. And he looked at me and closed his eyes and started to shake his head. And that's when I looked at the boxes. The boxes literally were brown boxes with no writing on it at all. And they were buying it from some broker. Nobody really knew. Long story short, that distributor had to eat everything because nobody was helping him out. He was the one who made the final sale to the contractor and he had no, nobody to go back to. Everybody was just throwing up their hand. You know, the broker wasn't there. The broker wasn't helping him. 
And it was all because there was just such an unknown with this stuff. And nobody really knew where it came from. There wasn't instructions with it. You, you know, everything that we take for granted, I saw it. It was just a brown box with no writing, no directions, nothing. And that distributor, that cost him a ton of money. So it's got to be a buyer beware thing on this. So Brett and uh, and Rob, uh, appreciate both your guys' insights on this. And uh, it's always good to have you on the uh, on the podcast, Brett. When you tell us again when the uh, next NWFA convention is coming up? Yeah, and and you know, thank you for having me on your podcast. I, I truly appreciate it. Um, our our show is coming up April twenty eighth through the thirtieth. It's in Milwaukee this year, um, and it's it's going to be a great show. So definitely come out. Um, if you're into Harley's, we've, it's going to be starting off at the Harley Museum. So it's going to be a it'll be a Harley theme this year. So it'll be fun. Nice. You can bring your leathers and chaps, uh, Rob. Yes. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Leather it up, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Brett, one more. Th- All Brett, right. One more time before yeah. we cut you loose here. Who's the best floor trainer you ever met? <laughs> I've met a lot of good floor trainers don't have to out there. Thank Come you, on. I, who's I, the best? I, I, Nobody's I, listening. I have, Brett's gotta I have go. learned a lot from both of you guys. You guys are great. You guys have a great podcast and Two of my favorite people in the industry. So thank you for having me on. Well, it's, it's always an honor, uh, Brett. And, uh, you know, we say for the last five, six years, I've, I've get a chance to see you once or twice a year and we're both going two different directions and we, we say it every year. Let's, let's, uh, let's sit down and have a beer together. And I, I don't think we've ever gotten a chance to, unless you're just avoiding me. I don't know. <laughs> we, do, we, need to, we need to sit down and have that beer for sure. I think I owe you a few. Well, thank you, sir, for coming on. We appreciate you greatly. And uh, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.